Yo, welcome to <laughs> Red in 30, where we make you Red in 30. Literally, we usually take about 30 minutes to get this done, but uh, I'm just going to go till I finish the thought. Uh, but it will be under 30 minutes. Make sure you go to red30.com. Yo, follow us on Instagram, Red in 30, on Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, and just see what's popping with us, Red in 30, where we talk about the red words, or we just talking about Jesus, truth, and you. All using the red words, you know. I love the entire Bible. I always say this. I love the entire Bible. I believe in the whole Bible. I believe the Bible is a story about you and I. We can find ourselves in the scripture, but I believe the truth about us is in the red words. And so that's where we kind of stay. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the Gospels. And so we kind of make it happen in there. And so, you know, I just uh, sometimes, man, like in life, I just be trying to figure out. I, I like I like reading the red words, and I love reading about Jesus because I, I'm I'm very into finding out who I am. Like, what what am I supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to be doing it? You know, and sometimes this uh, Christ life can be kind of difficult. You know, it, it it can get difficult sometimes because um, I am sometimes, and I'm sure you are, and a lot of people are hard to love. Like it's hard to love people. It's hard to uh, think the best of people. It's hard to think the best sometimes when we're living in a world where so much is going on and so much crazy stuff is going on. Uh, it's hard to think the best even when somebody has just done something that's uh, unkosher or immoral or something that, that may be just against against the grain. It's, it's very hard to kind of look past things sometimes. You know, and, uh, I, I've been reading Matthew 6. Matthew 6, oh, my God, if you just read it every day. It'll change your life. But I've been reading it, and then it jumped to verse 7, the chapter 7. It says, judge not that you be not judged. Then it says, for the same judgment you judge, you're going to be judged the same way. And it's so difficult to not, like, judge every single thing that you do. And even when you do, you know, I know there's, there's such things called righteous judgment. But even when you do judge, you know what I'm saying, it's like, you know, it's just it's just, it's just hard to, to, to find the right and wrong thing. I, I always say this, that. Right and wrong were in that on that tree in the garden. The tree of knowledge gonna leave right and wrong were on there. And so sometimes uh we can we can leave it up to our own interpretation and figure out what we think is really wrong and the big sins and all that good stuff. And it gets kind of difficult to look past the faults. I know I have faults. And I know if you're watching this right now, you have them too. And you know, we know a lot of people. Sometimes it's hard to look past the faults. We're supposed to love our neighbors, we love ourselves. And I won't go into the definition you've heard me say it before, but love is just not a feeling or an emotion, but love is an identity. It's identity or identifying somebody. So when you say love your neighbor, it's identifying God in them, just like you've identified God in yourself. I, I prove it to you because the scripture says God is love, love is God. So love is not an emotion, but it's a person, it's an identity. But sometimes that's even that's even difficult to do. You know, I look at Jesus, right, and I watch him and I eat. Um, I know the story. I forget what chapter is in when they, when they say that woman was taken in adultery, right? And they brought it to him and said, "You know what we supposed to do? We supposed to stone her because that's not this and that, right?" And it seems to be that Jesus, in the midst of a situation that seems like it's not too kosher, looks past the unkosherness. I don't even know if that's a word, but looks past the part that seems to be sinful or wretched or evil or whatever we want to call it, and looks past it. To free her from, first of all, her accusers, because you know the whole story. Say he is without sin, cast the first stone. But then, 
when he, when they leave, Jesus doesn't say, all right, now let me get you right now. Let me let me tell you what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do one, two, and three and get your life right and join the church, you know what I'm saying, get in the discipleship program and all that. He doesn't do all that. He just says, where are your accusers? She said, ain't here. He said, I don't accuse you neither. Go and sin no more. Now, I know that's cute, you know what I'm saying, and I know that's all, you know, we, we yeah, and we applaud and everything, but I don't know how easy that is for us to do. We judge people the wrong way. And condemn people all day long, and and either and we we go to extremes. We go to either either we judge them and condemn them, or we say you can't judge nobody. Only God can judge them, and so now you let anything be permissible, right? Like anything can happen. And both of those places are imbalanced. And so I said, well, Jesus, where's the balance? I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like how where's the balance in this? How do I how do I see things like you see them? How do I? You know, everybody, they, they were mad at Jesus because he ate with the publicans and sinners, right? Which, the audacity to call somebody a publican and sinner, but I digress. Uh, they get mad at him. He eating with, why he, why he standing over there? Why he go to Zacchaeus' house, right? And I'm not talking about calling Zacchaeus or the woman that was taken in adultery. You got to catch the words. That means somebody took her. She didn't just go in the adultery, right? But all those different things, how does Jesus look past these things that we would consider issues today, and we can think about all of our issues that we have from identity crisis, people don't know who they are, who they love, who they're supposed to love, what they want to be. I mean, just, just our actions, all these different things. Sometimes it's hard to look past them, and I, and I realize that we're not supposed to look past them, right? Jesus looks through them. Jesus looks through the 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 insufficiencies or the or the inconsistencies or the immoralities all the all the things that that we tend to be as humans he doesn't look past them he doesn't bypass them he looks through them and goes to the heart of who you are and when he gets down there he sees himself he sees God God is on the inside of all of us he sees it, but I, I I was I'm still trying to like God how do you, Jesus how do you do that and it hit me and I wrote it down and I want to read it to you I want to read it to you so. So I said the right way, and 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 somebody's gonna scream right now because I know we was wretched, wretched people, and we sinners, and we got and people say we got a sin nature and all this different stuff, right? But I wrote it down. It was early this morning. I wrote it down, and it said, it said, the reason Jesus could operate. Well, first of all, I wrote down he didn't come because we were wretched or terrible. So Jesus didn't come to earth because we were wretched or terrible. We were just falling off and we were just such bad people. It wasn't necessarily that. Catch me. Watch this statement. The reason Jesus could operate in so much compassion, I love the word compassion, and I, and I, I, I really desire to, to operate in that high level of compassion. The reason Jesus could operate in so much compassion, watch this, is because he understands, watch this, how uninformed and misinformed humanity is. I love it. I love it. How uninformed and misinformed humanity is. Let me break it down a real a little bit. You know, inform or information. But if you break it down, it's information. So it's the formation that you take from what's been put on the inside of you. What what what's been what's been invested in you, what's been sown into you. I'm, we're gonna do another red thirty, and I'm gonna talk about take heed what you hear because everything you hear is a seed. But I'll talk about that later, right? But the information, right? Whatever goes in you begins to form you, and then whatever whatever form you take on the inside begins to be the form that you produce on the outside. So whatever identity you think you have is something that was injected in you first, 
and then you let it fester and grow in there and then eventually you begin to manifest that thing right that's in formation and and he said that he was able to have so much compassion because he understood how watch this uninformed and misinformed we are now misinformed means you, you got the wrong information we live in an age right now where there's so much information you can find anything anywhere about anything you tell me one thing is the truth and I'll show you something that says it's a lie. You tell me one thing that says up and I'll show you something that says down. You show me one method of being healthy and I'll show you another one that says, no, that method is wrong. This is the right method. And it's so much, so much stuff, so much information that it leaves so much room for misinformation. Just like a mistake, right? A mistake is nothing but a missed take. Like you were trying to do something, but you but you did it the wrong way. It's a mistake, Right misinformation so now there's so much wrong information and 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 the wrong information leads to deception and distraction two of our biggest issues deception and distraction i'm trying to break these words down and not sound deep deception is nothing but a trick and it's nothing but deceiving Sieve is like a concept or something that you can see or or, or being able to see something right it's only taking the concept away from you. I know a lot of times in life we think we're learning things or we're making progress, but it's not that at all. It's actually the reverse. It's actually we're we're unlearning those things that have been misinforming us. We're unlearning those bad seeds that have been planted in us and limited us from our God-likeness and our godly nature and what we can produce as God just like Jesus did because it's misinformation, right? This is once again why I love the real words because um, regardless of how people feel, Jesus gets down to the nitty gritty of it all and talks the truth about it um, and then involves us in the truth. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't say that the truth is somewhere separate from us or he doesn't say the kingdom of God is somewhere separate from us. He says the kingdom of God is within you. I love it. I love it because because it gives uh, a clarity and involves the truth. I love what he says. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now he personifies truth. He says the truth, the truth is a person. And if you knew the truth, if the truth, uh, you shall know the truth. If you know the person, you become the person. If you know the truth, you become the truth. That's what Jesus is saying. Watch this. So the misinformation. Now he's having com- compassion on us because he knows that we've been mis- misinformed. So he knows that the only reason we acting a, a fool or acting out or doing whatever or even uh, thinking that this is the right way, even though we could be off. That's the worst, worst thinking ever to, to be thinking that your way is right and it's off, right? Even in those places, he knows that we're living in a misinformed or deceived understanding. But not only misinformed, but there are those of us that are uninformed. What does that mean? That means nobody even gave you the information that God is on the inside of you. Nobody even told you that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of you. Nobody even told you that you're one with God. Nobody told you that you're made in God's image and his likeness. So because you haven't been told that you were made in his image and his likeness, you take on the image of the misinformation. You take on the image of what they told you, what they said you are, who they said you are, and you take on those insecurities, those fake confidences, the fake ego, and you take on all that stuff and you build this life up into this character of this person that is nothing like God, but has God on the inside of them because we're misinformed and we're uninformed. And so when I when I believe now, now watch me when I when I understand that somebody is misinformed, right, or that they're uninformed, to me it is very easy, and it should be easy for me all the way around. But it's very easy for me to have compassion and have a conversation 
with 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 a person that that knows that or, or, or I can see that in them because all it takes for me is to reveal the truth. And I'm not talking about just word only, but I'm talking about you know like the scripture says, empowering in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance with demonstration, right? To be able to show you the God nature on the inside of you. So Jesus is able to. I was even wondering why he's able to. Uh, you know, uh, perform healing so easy. And he knows that it's just, he go to the man at the pool of Bethesda, right? It's so, it becomes so easy for him. He always says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It becomes so easy for him because he understands that this man sitting at his pool for 30 something years is just uninformed that he has the power to walk. Somebody said, oh, it's a miracle. Do are people walking? Let me ask a quick question. You, some of y'all are walking right now. Like some of y'all walk every, every every day, like you're walking, but you don't walk out the house and say, "Ooh, it's a miracle, left foot." Ooh, it's a miracle, right foot. Ooh, it's a. You don't do that. You take it normal. Some of y'all, you, some of y'all, you, you're looking at this right now. You're not listening. You're looking at this. Right? You're looking at me right now. You see all the the the, the, the peach looking color in the background, and everything. You're looking at me, and but you don't say, "Ooh, it's a miracle. I can see this." So why is it such a big miracle when somebody that can't see can see, or, 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 or there's a healing that happens? It is only aligning them back up to the original way that it was supposed to be. But there's some uninformation. You're uninformed that you can see. You're uninformed that the power of God lives on it. As long as you're breathing, the power of God is in you. And the power of God is in you to make you walk. I'm talking about, listen, I believe it all. I believe in growing limbs. I believe in replacing body parts. I believe in all that. I believe in that. But I don't see it as a miracle. I see it as an alignment to God's original way. So when Jesus sees the misinformation, it's easy for him to say, take up your bed and walk, right? Jolts him out of his misinformation into, into an information and begins to form the power in him to be able to actually do what Jesus said, right? It's, it's not a, and once again, it's not a miracle. It's, a, it's, it's an alignment. It's aligning back to the, to the original way. There's, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a gross misinformation. There's a misinformation or uninformation. You're uninformed that you can be free from those habits. You've been uninformed. Uninformed and misinformed. Somebody told you, well, you know, you're going to have that for the rest of your life. I, 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 I don't believe that because that's not the information and the truth that Jesus provided. And that's definitely not the way God created us to be. You understand what I'm saying? So it's it's a it's a you're uninformed. See what you've been uninformed about is that God, the Spirit of Jesus, Christ, you are Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are a Christ, right? You are you are you are uh, you are a joint heir with Christ. That means the same thing that Jesus did. He even said it. He said, "He that believes on me, the works that I do, he'll do also." But you haven't been informed. There's so much. Listen, listen. There's so much. I even have one man, and I and I tweeted it the other day, and I said, you know, we're just misinformed by so many different things, and we don't break it down to the nitty-gritty of who we really are. And we've been misinformed once again, and we've been uninformed. So Jesus has ultimate compassion. Even us, with with knowing the truth, or when we learn the truth, or when we come to a level of truth, that same compassion has to be had because said individual that you see that may not be lined up, to the simplest of things, like like to me, uh, identity and gender is the simplest of things because if we're eating fruits and vegetables every day, we know that the seed has to go into the ground. The seeds don't go with each other and ground doesn't go with each other to make fruits. And if you, I mean, even you watching this, if you watch this individual, the way that you got here is seed and egg, like it, 
to me, it's so obvious. To me, it's not even a discussion. But we've been uninformed and misinformed. And then with the misinformation, uh, what a lot of people do is they begin to uh, they begin to encourage the misinformed lifestyle. I begin to encourage the mis- misinformation because we're all hey, we're all over here. We like to do it, so it must be the right thing. When actuality, you're just misinformed. And along with being misinformed, you're missing out on the greatness that God is in you. So I understood why Jesus can have so much compassion. It is not because we're wretched or we're because we're evil and he's just looking past the evil. It's not that. He understands that anybody that's made in God's image but is acting in another image has to be misinformed. And if they're misinformed, and it might go hand in hand, you're misinformed and you're uninformed. You, you just we, we just don't know. And, and, I'll, and I'll prove it to you real quick. And, and, and I'll make it really, really simple. Watch this. In Luke 23... And there's a, there's a cool little story. It's, it's a cool story, but everybody knows the story. When Jesus, they're about to, you know, crucify Jesus. And, of course, you know, they put they put the two dudes next to him, the thieves, you know, the two dudes next to him, they crucified Jesus, right? And, you know, when they crucified, let me, let me break down a little, little history. When somebody gets crucified, when he got crucified, he didn't die right then. Crucified means they did all the beating and stuff and nailed him to the cross. That's actually the crucifixion, right? And so I mean, we'd be celebrating the crucifixion when it's actually that he didn't even die right and he was just hanging up. But anyway, so they put him up there with the two guys, and, and you know, and one of the guys says he starts taunting him like everybody else. Yo, if you be the Christ, get us down. And he says it in a very, you know, sarcastic manner, the way the way the scripture describes it, right? And then the other guy said, Man, man, chill out. You don't fear God. You know what I'm saying? We up here, and we up here, because we're supposed to be up here. We did the stuff that we were supposed to do, but this man up here, and he didn't even do anything. He up here for the, I mean, he didn't even do anything. And then he starts talking to Jesus. And he tells Jesus, he says, uh, just remember me. He didn't even say save me. He didn't say help me or none of that. He said, remember me. And I, and I love the statement remember. Because anytime you hear the word re, we're going to talk about the re and the pre on another another podcast soon too. But anytime you hear the word re, that means you got to do it again. So if you remember, he means I'm, remember me again. When you remember me, I want you to look at me like I was before I had to be remembered. Like what was what was I like when I became a member of God at the very beginning? Adam and Eve were the first members of God on earth, right? Like what was it like? And he says, remember me, right? Sometimes you think it's about your thoughts. You think about recollecting. But it's really recollecting, recollecting, right? It's really remembering. And he says, remember me. And, and Jesus says something. He says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Don't forget that statement. Because I got to correct some of my people talking about Jesus went to hell. We're going to talk about that later too. But in that same chapter, and I don't know if it's verse, I don't know. Let me let me look at it right quick while we're in here. It's Luke 23. And you ain't got to go turn to nowhere. And it'll be like, everybody turn your Bible. Nope, don't turn your Bible nowhere. Just, just let me read it to you. I think it's 23 and 34. And listen to this. Now, Jesus is up on the cross. With these two dudes, and they didn't beat him. They didn't, they didn't made fun of him. All kind, they about them, you know, they're doing all kind of stuff. And well, this no, he's not even on the cross yet. Yeah, they crucified him one on one right here. Okay, he's up there. And about the, before they rent his clothes and everything, right? And Jesus makes this statement. You ready for this? He says, and this is how I know Jesus knew that we was misinformed or uninformed. He says, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Oh. I, it, it, and we know we 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 heard these statements before. And we look over them. And we never dig into the actuality of Jesus's mindset when he's saying stuff. But he's saying, "Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they're doing." Father, forgive them, 
like like I look up the word forgive. It was like t- just just don't 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 put it on them. Don't 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 give them the burden of the, of the thing that they're doing. Don't don't let them reap from what they're sowing. Cause cause why they don't know what they're doing. Wait wait what? He said he says father, and if I use this as a key, he said, do the son of man have power to forgive sins? I'm, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. I'm looking at forgive them for they don't know what they do. That's, if that's not misinformation or uninformation, I don't know what it is. Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they're doing. Like they don't even, they have no idea. They think they're doing one thing and they're doing something else, but they don't even know what they're doing. Why don't they know what they're doing? Because they're uninformed. They're misinformed. And if you're ever misinformed and uninformed, you're going to take on another form, right? Like you're going to be something other than what you were originally intended to be because you're misinformed and you're uninformed. And Jesus, as well as us, but Jesus, let me talk about Jesus first. And then we'll talk about us doing it. Jesus has, he had and has ultimate compassion for the uninformed and and, and misinformed. And we as well. Now, I won't get over to, to, you know, they they say there's only one sin that'll send you to hell or or, or how they say it, right? And they say blaspheming the Holy Ghost. I never knew what it was until I read this dude right here was blaspheming when he was making fun. They say he was making fun of Jesus, right? Or he's like, like being real, you know, facetious or very sarcastic right but when they talk about blasphemy the Holy Ghost that means you know better and you and you've seen better and you've learned better but you decided that you wanted to be your own individual person forget how God made me forget God's plan forget God's will forget what God desires I want my desires I want what I want and you look God in the face and turn away You look his will and his ways in the face and you say, no, this feels too good. This feels too good. This is what I want to do regardless. And then you start coming up with the with the reasons in your head that that is justified. And I've, I've seen people go to the point of literally uh, denying the truth or, or, or adopting other understandings just so they can say that the one that holds them accountable is a lie. Accountability is a, is a, is a tricky thing, man. And... Um, I'm just I'm just learning to have that level of compassion that Jesus did and try to try to keep that same energy. You know what I'm saying? Understand that a lot of people are misinformed. And what do you do? What do you do when there's misinformation? Right? And by, by 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 no means am I saying that I know it all, I have it all together or whatever. But you know what I'm doing? I'm searching for the truth and I'm bypassing. Here's here's where you start winning. You know, first of all, my favorite, my my I mean my favorite, but it's it is uh Lord, uh, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You know, when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So it's my job to really bypass my will for his, right? And then see what he's saying about me and then be that, right? And this is the only reason I'm here on Red 30 doing this and putting these out because I have to help with the misinformation and the disinformation, the, the 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 uninformation and the misinformation happens. It started in the Garden of Eden. That's where deception starts. The serpent start telling him, uh, "You can eat from that tree because surely you won't die." God told him, boys. God told him already. God said, "Hey, told Adam, hey yo yo yo, they from that tree. You surely die. No, you surely won't die because they weren't even paying attention." And then he starts saying, "The serpent says they just don't want you. He just don't want you to be like him." Well, hold on. You already made in his image and his likeness. He told you, "Be fruitful, multiply." Replenish, subdue, and have dominion. If that's not like God, I don't know what is. 
but the deception starts coming. It starts with the information. I'm going to talk to you in a little bit on another one. And it says, take heed what you hear, what measure you meet. It's measured until you heed has everything to do with the seed. We'll talk about that next time. This has been Red in 30. I hope I did it under 30. I don't know what the time is on it right now. What am I, 24 minutes? Oh, boy, I, got, I ain't even had no clock, man. I'm doing good, man. 24 minutes. Uh, this is Red in 30. We keep it under 30. So y'all make sure y'all subscribe, like, and all that good stuff. I don't know if you're going to watch this on Vimeo or YouTube or whatever, but share it with somebody. Tell somebody about it. Jump on the boat because we about to let it go. Uh, this is Red and 30.